0: I'm Morgan Rector, host of the Human Monsters True Crime Podcast. Do you find life boring within the comfort zone? This is the right show for you. It will test your endurance. The offenders profiled are among the most inhumane. These people specialize in the unthinkable. Human Monsters, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast with Benjamin Boster. If you're tired of sleepless nights, you'll love the I Can't Sleep Podcast. I help quiet your mind by reading random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. Each episode provides enough interesting content to hold your attention And then your mind lets you drift off. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. That's I Can't Sleep with Benjamin Boster. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, Stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match. Which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morningcup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... A okay. scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Since the invention of the video game, there has been the age-old battle between parent and child about how much and what type of video game they want to allow their child to consume. For the most part, these fights never go beyond, go beyond a slam door and maybe a day or two of silent treatment. On August 24, 1991, a young man was born who would take his love and desperation for a video game much, much too far. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and search your day with a morning cup of murder. 16-year-old Daniel Petrick, like most boys his age, wanted desperately to play the video game Halo 3. But, due to their belief that the content was much too violent for their son, Mark and Susan Petrick put their foot down and told him that they refused to allow it in their home. According to his sister's testimony, Daniel was a relatively new fan of the franchise and had only started playing when he contracted a staphylococcus infection from a skiing injury and spent a lot of his time housebound playing upwards of 18 hours without taking a break. Apparently, he'd gone to a friend's house and played a few rounds of the other Halo games, so now he wanted a copy of his own to play at home. His father wasn't having it. He was a minister at the New Life Assembly of God Church in Wellington, Ohio, and objected to the idea of children playing any sort of violent video game. In fact, he told Daniel that if he were to buy any disapproved of game and bring it into the home, that Mark would get rid of them with no questions asked. So, Daniel did what he thought was necessary to get what he wanted. He started to sneak out of the house and purchase the games his parents were so vehemently against, which is how he got his hands on Halo 3 shortly after its release. Eventually, Susan caught him playing the game and told her husband, who, true to his word, confiscated the game from his son and locked it in the safe cabinet along with his concealed 9mm Taurus PT-92 handgun. You can see where this is going, right? On August 20th, 2007, about one week after his father took the game, Daniel used the key to unlock the safe and, along with the game, took his father's handgun. He came up behind the couple as they relaxed on the couch and said to them, Would you close your eyes? I have a surprise for you. He then pulled out the gun and shot both parents. Susan was shot in the head, arms, and chest, killing her almost instantly, while his father was shot in the head to make it appear like an act of murder-suicide, even saying, hey, dad, here's your gun, take it, before staging the scene. A few moments later, his sister Heidi and her husband, Andrew Archer, came over to watch a baseball game with the family, at which point Daniel met them outside of the home and told them that they shouldn't come inside because their parents had been fighting. That's when Heidi heard groaning and pushed her way past her brother. She was greeted with the horrific sight inside of her family home and by her father who, through a broken jaw, said that Daniel was to blame. Andrew was able to get the gun away from Daniel without a fight and Heidi called the police. But before they could arrive, Daniel had made his escape in the family van, Halo 3, sitting in the passenger seat. When police finally caught up with him at a roadblock, he yelled, my dad shot my mom, as they slapped the handcuffs on his wrists. Because Heidi and Andrew arrived when they did, Mark was rushed to the hospital in enough time to save his life. When describing the attack, he said that, quote, his head went numb and he saw blood pouring from his skull. Daniel Petrick was charged with his mother's murder and the attempted murder of his father, but was granted a 30-minute furlough to say goodbye at Susan's church viewing that took place before his trial an opportunity that Mark wasn't able to take because he was still laid in a hospital bed in critical condition. His trial began on December 15, 2008, and with no jury present, his attorney argued that the infection left him in an enormous amount of stress and that he didn't consider the finality of his actions against his parents, saying he wasn't in his right mind and that the game left him unable to determine real from fictional. The prosecution, of course, disagreed with their statements and said that Daniel's lack of remorse and plans to place the blame on his father were enough to prove that he knew what he was doing that night. The trial continued, but due to Daniel's age, he could not be sentenced to death. So instead, he was sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of parole after 23 years, the minimum sentence for his crimes. In the aftermath of the case, Daniel asked for his father's forgiveness and told him, I'm so glad you are alive. Both Mark and the entirety of the Petrick family forgive him for his actions, claiming that love covers a multitude of sins. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 25th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it.